Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raph. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0. And bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rapp. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches college football history we may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight brought to you by sand hills global on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket all right everybody we are back again this is the drive on 93.7 the ticket it's tuesday ad we have ourselves a guest yes we do mike Mikey Mike, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Thanks for joining us this morning, man. Thanks for joining us. Mike, let me ask you this, man. Well, uh, let's let's let everyone know, you know. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask. Oh, that's where you're yeah, going. Yeah. Okay, you go. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were going right into questions. I was like, okay, here we go. So, this is Mike guy here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he's here and all, but yeah. I don't know who he is. <laughs> hey, Rafa, let me finish my introduction. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to questions. No. No. We... <laughs> I'm glad you have somebody getting questions for me and all, but people probably should know why I'm here. Mike, let me ask you this. You've been with the Education and Outreach Coordinator for Choices Treatment Center. Tell us about you. Tell us uh, kind of your background uh, in the importance of this month. And thanks for, uh, for joining us. Uh, on the drive this morning as well. Absolutely. Well, first of all, uh, March is Problem Gambling Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm an Education and Outreach Coordinator at Choices Treatment Center, and we do uh, outpatient treatment for both uh, substance abuse, but mostly we're known for our problem gambling treatment. And the reason why I'm here and I'm in the position I am is because I'm a problem gambler in recovery myself. So mm -hmm. for me, once I receive treatment, I started my recovery once i started that i was committed to giving back in ways that i possibly can and fortunately i have the gift of gab so i go all over and talk about my own journey and talk about how others can be benefited from treatment okay so we got the basketball tournament coming up this week yes like what what like i guess for me is like what would you like view as like you know problem gambling like i know like a lot of people do their brackets and stuff like that is that something you would see or is it more just like people putting wagers down on games and i mean any behavior can be problematic if it's in excess so this is what i tell anybody regarding any sort of and it doesn't have to be gambling it can be any sort of behavior is that are you lying about it and are there limits? Are there you keeping to limits? So our big thing as far as a problem gambling goes is that we have different screenings out there. But what I tell people is that, are you lying about what you're doing? Hmm. Are you keeping to limits? Do you set time, limits for time and money and you're not following those? If you're not doing that, you have a problem. If you're lying about any behavior, and that's just life in general. If you're lying about the behavior you're doing, mm -hmm. you probably should do something about that. Right. <laughs> Mike, you, you mentioned that you're... Um, 
it's your past struggles with it. You know, I was reading up on you. First of all, great, great articles and great uh, video that you, you know, Channel Eight, Channel Eleven had you on as well. And I was re- watching those videos last night. When did it hit you? And I don't want you, you don't have to get in specifics or things like that. I don't let your your talk when you share with people, but as well, in fact, we already have Mark from Cook right now. Mike, it says Mike is a great guy. His message is his message is phenomenal. Thank you, Eddie Raff, for bringing him on. We want to thank Jake and just DP and all the rest of the guys for bringing him on. Mark on Weiler as well. But tell us, though, Mike, what's your story in a nutshell? So for me, starting kind of all the way back, I grew up in a family of gamblers. So uh, family reunions were talk about different gambling excursions, going to the casino, stuff like that. Eight or nine years old, I started playing card games for money with my family. I remember being 15, 16 years old and playing poker with my family and winning a couple hundred bucks at a time, you know. At the house? Yeah, at the house with the family, taking money from my grandma. Wow. Yeah, that's just how we grew up and started going to kino parlors when I was 14, Mm. obviously placing bets illegally, going to bingo, which is the funniest thing because it was me and a high school buddy. We're like 15, 16 years old going to play bingo with a bunch of grandmas and grandpas, you know, and it was funny at the time, but looking back on it, it really set the pattern for the behavior. And it's funny. Now I know that uh, children who start have early gambling behaviors are four times more likely to be addicted so it really set the stage for me so 25 years i spent leading a double life so i did everything from so i would have my daughter i would go to church i'd be had a professional career Mm. did all these things had that side of me but then this other side of me that i kept hidden from everyone was the gambling side and it led to other problematic behaviors too uh most gamblers are co-occur have co-occurring behaviors as well too so alcohol that sort of thing just Mm -hmm. just my i had morally bankrupt in a lot of ways so for me it was a big deal to finally in 2020 you know things happened in the world you know and i actually lost my business that i was running at the time and oh wow so the thing i fell back into was the gambling (laughs) and it was just like anything else when we get out of that routine when we get out of that place we're at in life and we get into something that is a hard situation or a stressful situation we fall back on the thing that we know and Mm -hmm. what, what i knew was the gambling and i just that spiraled even more out of control for me until one day I just decided I was done living that life. I was tired. I didn't have that rock bottom, so to say, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as Mm -hmm. an arrest, as far as a bankruptcy, anything like that. I just one day left a keno parlor and just was like, I'm tired. I'm done. And after that, I was fortunate enough to get into treatment, which is free in the state of Nebraska. And that's what I mostly talk about that. Yes. So there's free outpatient treatment in the state of Nebraska through the Nebraska Gamblers Assistance Program. So uh, any individual who's struggling with problem gambling and their loved ones can get free treatment Mm -hmm. uh, and outpatient treatment. Uh, That's what I started in December 15th, 2020. And I'm here today. And after about a year of being bet free, I started in this role that I'm in now and now I go out and talk to as many people as I can about my story and about how others can be benefited as well. Mike, when you look back at, uh, you mentioned how you grew up around gambling. You know, that's all you saw. 
you know, I grew up in a home to where, I mean, we couldn't even shake the Monopoly dice too long. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, my father, I mean, my father was just like, yeah, just set the dice down, that'll work, you know? <laughs> I'm like, what you pull to shake? I mean, no, 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 set them down. But even to this day, I don't know how to play cards. We weren't allowed to play cards. I don't know how to play poker. The only cards I know how to play is Uno, and I suck at that, all right? <laughs> But you look at how you were raised, how people were raised, how that's a huge part of their lives, that's a huge influence in their lives. Um, with that being said, when you said you, you, mentioned, you didn't hit that rock bottom, like you mentioned, but was it, what was it, what, even with your business and things like that, was there something when you just simply said, when you share with people who want to get out of it, what was it for you when you finally said you left that parlor, but what clicked though? I mean, I know you left, but what clicked for you saying, you know what, I'm done with this? It was just, I think, I wish I could say what exactly that epiphany mm -hmm. was, but for me, it's not, it wasn't about the financial side of it because mm -hmm. you can become an addict on a dollar. You can become an addict yeah. on a million dollars. It's all about perspective as mm -hmm. far as that goes. But for me, just 25 years of lying to myself mm -hmm. takes such an emotional toll on a person. That's powerful. And it was for my, I wanted to be better for my daughter too. So I have a teenage daughter and I wanted things to be better for her. I didn't want her to live the same life that I did and go through the same struggles I did. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just a matter of one day and don't, it isn't like I just woke up one day and this is the first time I've ever tried. There'd been times in my life where I had tried previously and just wasn't ready at that point yet. I just, on that day, on December 14th, 2020, I was ready that day, and I'm pretty stubborn. Once I get it in my mind, I'm going to do something, and mm -hmm. for me, it's been the greatest decision I've ever made, and my biggest focus now is, in get, instead of getting the dopamine from the gambling, I get my dopamine from helping others right. and serving the community. I love it. I love it. You know, with it being... Obviously, the Super Bowl just finished a little over a month and a half ago. You have that, you know, which we know how much of a huge gambling thing that is. Yes. You have actually we're going to talk about on our show, you know, uh, as far as next, we're going to have a thing going on as far as March Madness. You know, not gambling per se, we're just giving away prizes. Yeah. But let me tell me how these could be perceived as triggers as well, though. Absolutely. So for me, I can speak on my own experience for the longest time. Like, I'm a huge sports fan. These guys around here know me because of being a sports fan mm -hmm. probably before they knew anything about my other side of my life mm -hmm. uh so for me when i went into recovery obviously i did quite a bit of sports betting that was one of my huge triggers yeah. as well that was one of the things i activities i did the most so for me i had to take a step back and a lot of different things i did in my life as far as going different places as yeah. far as being involved in sports the way i was but truth of the matter is gambling's all around us now yeah the casino's open yeah that's something new there's other things though i mean there's been kino here lottery here mm -hmm. all of these different things i mean uh church raffles you know everything mm -hmm. there's literally you can't watch tv or listen to the radio without hearing ads for either casinos sports books etc mm -hmm. there's you're not going to avoid it so right. yeah triggers are important and we do our best to try to avoid those but at the end of the day in any sort of quality treatment, you need to address the reasons why you're in the position. I can't just shut down my bank account. I can't just uh, hide in my house and never turn on the TV or right. the radio and avoid right. it because that you just can't do that. So you need to get to the heart of the matter as far as figuring out why you have the behaviors. Mm. For me, I didn't even realize when I started in treatment that 
the way I grew up was different than anybody else. Right. So for me, just getting to the root of that, understanding that part of it, dealing with the traumas that I had in my life, mm -hmm. uh, working through all of that got me to a point where I can be out in the world and hear all these different advertisements, mm -hmm. hear all this different these different messages about gambling and mm -hmm. be okay with it because I know that where I came from and what I don't want to do anymore. I love it. Right. I love it. So say maybe you are somebody or you know of some maybe a family member or something like that. How do they go about I guess getting in contact with you and the the choices? Okay, so for us, I mean, I'm going to give you guys a couple numbers here that are big. Mm -hmm. So they're both 24-hour numbers. They're staffed by trained professionals, 100% confidential. That's a big thing for anybody who's struggling with any addiction is to maintain that confidentiality. Uh, not everybody wants to share their story like me. So uh, first of all, for the state number, the Nebraska State Problem Gambling Helpline, that's 1-833-BET-OVER. So 1-833-238-6837. And our choices number, once again, 24-hour helpline, 402-476-2300. Uh, both of those, like I said, man 24 hours by a trained counselor, can get you the resources. I always like to give out that statewide number just because no matter where you're calling from in the state, somebody will talk to you and will figure out the best treatment services for you as well. You know, Mark, I said Mark, I've been looking at this, Mike. You know, it, it says here, and I was looking at these stats here, it's estimated that 1% of U.S. adults meet the criteria for severe problem gambling. What's severe? So uh, problem gambling is in the DSM-5, a big, thick manual, psychiatric oh, manual. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, as a disorder in there. So there's a difference between disordered gambling and problematic or kind of mild to moderate sort of gambling. Would you so, elaborate those for us? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for me, for example... There was nine. There's nine questions in the DSM five, kind of as your big questions to mm. focus on. I was answered yes to eight out of the nine. So for mm. me, that's pretty highly disordered. Mm -hmm. uh, but people who answer even yes to one or two of those can have some form of disorder there. It might not be to the level where you need extensive treatment, but even some education, something like that. Um, it's very funny you bring that up as well, too, because today's actually, besides being Pi Day, it's uh, Problem Gambling yes. Screening Day as well, too, National mm -hmm. Problem Gambling Screening Day. So there's a couple screenings that we look at that mm -hmm. are kind of that – you don't have to get deep into the DSM-5. Mm -hmm. They're really simple. It's a brief biosocial gambling screen and a lie bet questionnaire. The brief bio gambling, brief biosocial is a three question. Uh, and you can Google all of these mm -hmm. or else you can stop by the office. We can give them to you or whatever you need. So uh, the, the brief biosocial is three questions. Uh, basically just asking what you've done during the past 12 months. The lie bet's even better because it's only two questions. And mm -hmm. it's literally kind of what I talked about before. Mm -hmm. The line. Have you ever had to lie to people important to you about how you how much you've gambled? Or have you ever felt the need to bet more and more money? Mm. Simple as that. So if Powerful yes, questions. Yeah. If you ask answer yes to either one of those questions you probably have a problem at least it needs to be talked about we repeat that second one please yeah. have you ever felt the need to bet more and more money mm. and the first one's have you ever had to lie to people important to you about how much you've gambled you know mike how do how have, how did you replace that immediate release of dopamine from the gamble from the bet um from the game because I had a buddy of mine that was pretty deep into it as well. He goes, AD, I couldn't even watch games for the sake of watching a game. I was watching the game for outcomes. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was betting on plays, on quarters, on – and he goes, you literally have to 
control alt delete your mind to get out of this he goes because you've 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 created different neural lines in your brain yep you know it's like any other addiction you he really really had to recreate the neurologic the lines in his brain in order to to look at a game you know just objectively not subjectively through is this person going to throw for this or this person he goes i couldn't even watch a game a regular sporting match just with clarity how did you replace that dopamine rush so, and you bring up a good point there, just, and then I'll go into that. But as far as the fact that the betting is now so, you can bet on your so phone. Many, yeah. And you can bet so many times. You can bet every play of every game now. Good it's not gosh. just a matter of putting in an outcome or an over under <sighs> or betting the spread. You can bet, and you, you're right, those little dopamine hits constantly. It's no different than the person sitting in front of a slot machine, too, because mm-hmm. they get those little dopamine hits every time. And so, so it is something that we have to work on as far as in treatment. For me personally, the gym was a big place for mm-hmm. me. Uh, giving back and doing little things in my life. Yeah. Even opening like opening a door for someone was something that I look at absolutely. now as a dopamine hit versus you guys are talking about common decency. So yeah, common courtesy. Like, absolutely. Try to, try to live my life with a little bit more common courtesy is try where mm-hmm. I get those dopamine hits now. But everybody's a little bit different as far as that goes. So right. there is, I mean, for some people, they just have to back away from sports. And I'm not going to lie. I don't, there's times I watch a game and I'm like, yeah, I would have hammered that line or this line. Yeah. But I think about that for a brief second, but then it goes away. Right. But I'm also two and a half years into this. Exactly. So right away, maybe it does involve taking a break for a while. Maybe outpatient treatment's not always the answer for everyone either. Mm-hmm. So, and I shouldn't say that because I work for an outpatient treatment center. But you're but, just being honest about yeah, it, though. Yeah, yeah, being very transparent. Yeah, so for some people, they do need to go inpatient and need to get away from everything for 30, 60, 90 days yeah. and just completely immerse themselves away from it and get away from that you know and it's different for everyone but for me the biggest thing was just eliminating the chaos in my life and finding a different place to get that dopamine and mine comes from a place of servitude now Mm. versus because i just most gamblers and most addicts in general i guess you could say are selfish by nature because Mm -hmm. we're used to doing what it takes to take care of ourselves and our need right with the addiction so rewiring your brain to think from a servant mindset versus a selfish mindset mindset. has been the biggest gift for me mike we got five minutes left before break i want to get to another question here for you this is the one that's really scary they all are but this particular because our young people since teen numbers are even more staggering four to six percent of adults have a serious problem of adolescents i'm sorry four to six percent of adolescents have a serious problem with gambling this one here is very staggering. 10 to 14% of adolescents are at risk for developing a gambling problem. How, what do you, when you see those numbers, this comes from you guys, you've seen the data and you've seen the reports and the research. Those are staggering. What are you and your teammates doing to help combat this? Well, that's where my job comes in. So I try to get out and I speak to high schools. I speak to youth groups. I speak yeah. to uh, faith groups. As many people listen to me as I can about the concerns. Because there's a lot of people that are growing up right now that grew up like me. The pro- the difference is, is when I grew up, I didn't have a smartphone. I didn't have the internet. Right. I didn't have these things in front of me all the time. Mm-hmm. Which... There's kids out there who are using their parents' accounts as far as to bet on. There's They can put money into their own online casinos. They can obviously lie about their age. They can right. do whatever they need to. 
it's just immer they're immersed in this lifestyle. So for me, it's a matter of getting out there and just explaining to the high school kids, explaining to college students. I have great relationships with all the different colleges around and talk to them about the how the consequences of this lifestyle you know and about how it can really take things away from you it's not just about the money it's about the emotional side of it mm. trying to explain that to them as well it's an uphill battle i'm not gonna lie i explain to people all the time that we're in the problem gambling world we're 50 years behind where we are with substance abuse because wow you think about it i mean the 50s 60s 70s we're starting to learn that hey alcohol can be bad hey drugs obviously can be bad it's just in the last 15 years, I feel like, where people have really started to understand that gambling... The carnage. Be, yeah, the carnage that comes from gambling. So we have a long ways to go there. But for me, that's my big thing, is trying to get out and talk to as many young people as possible about that and make, letting them understand that. It's no secret that uh, an adolescent's brain is still developing. Right. And to you talked about how those neurons and everything hit in your mm -hmm. brain how you get into that i always call it a groove you put a groove in your brain is mm -hmm. where you go back to when i was happy i would go gamble when i was sad i would gamble when wow. i was hungry bored whatever i would gamble so i don't want youth to develop that groove at a young age mm -hmm. because then they're going to end up like me and going through 25 years of hell mike do you have a book I want to write a book. We're going to be talking off the air. We're going to definitely connect and have some coffee because when I mean, you got a powerful story that needs to be heard because it, it deals with things that are that the same principles you're talking about are transferable to a lot of different addictions or issues because you talk about you have to go back to the trauma and deal with the trauma first. Because yes. if you don't go back, it's hard to go forward in those things. Yes. Mike, tell us real fast, buddy. How would they tell us the important phone numbers again? Because again, as much as uh, people are, including myself, are excited for March Madness, I know madness can really ensue on some people who have an issue in this area to where um, there will be people that be destroyed by this. We know that Absolutely. it's a like it's a multi-billion-dollar betting machine. Absolutely, and that's why March is such an important time for me to be out here doing, spreading this message. So, mm -hmm. yes, for choices, our number is 402-476-2300, but throughout the state of Nebraska, the Nebraska Problem Gambling Helpline is 1-833-BET-OVER. That's 1-833-238-6837. Both are manned 24-7, trained counselors, uh, totally confidential want to make sure that we're respecting everybody's privacy in that regard but we're here to help at all 24 hours a day we're here to help we're here to give hope uh, my message if nothing else for people is that you're not alone there's hope there's help if i can do it anybody can mike this is powerful before we go to break i want you to i won't read the names because i don't they didn't say if they wanted to or not but i'm just going to just earn the side of caution here it says his story reflects mine except my stories with alcohol addiction follows same patterns also goes on to say, I couldn't go anywhere that served alcohol for about a year. Now it's about intention. I go to an establishment to eat or to go mini bowling. Uh, another gentleman here, Mattson, uh, Matt Hickman, says this was a big-time interview, and he says recovery needs to be selfish. You're making an impact more than you know, Mike. Well, I appreciate that. More than I you appreciate know, having the platform here to talk about it, and I am happy to talk to anybody offline as well, too, and help them out in any way possible. If you're Do they have that number? Do these contact choices then if they want you to, like, 
maybe come out and speak to a group or speak to you individually? Yeah, absolutely. That'd probably be the easiest way. Okay. So I, I have a big presence on LinkedIn as well, too. So if anybody from a business owner or individual wants to get on there and find me that way, too, that's a great way to do it. But yeah, just contact choices. That 476-2300 number is a great way to contact me for, I'd love to talk. I talk to businesses. I talk to schools, youth groups, faith groups, anybody who's willing to listen, I'm happy to talk to. Um, we're definitely going to talk off air. Folks, we can't thank uh, Mike Chandra enough. Uh, Choices Treatment Center, he's the Education and Outreach Coordinator. Again, that number is 402. If you're local, 402-476-2300. A Nebraska Gambling hotline, Helpline at Statewide, it's 1-83-BED-OVER or 1-83-238-6837. You know, I, Mike, I can't tell much. Me and Raph appreciate you on the show, and Rico as well. And the host, the host of the station family appreciates you we're definitely going to have you back on our show again because this is not it's like going to the gym you don't go to the gym once and say well i took care of it for the year we need to hear this message on a regular basis man yes sir thank you very much i appreciate you guys so much for having given me the opportunity absolutely mike appreciate you all right we'll throw it to break this is the drive 93.7 the ticket